And we'll go into the book of 1 John. For the last two or three Sundays, I've been getting to 1 John. wasn't planning on it. It just works out that way. The book of 1 John is good. There ain't but 65 others. This is just as good. Amen. I love my Bible. Somebody said, I don't get nothing out of the Old Testament. Just keep a hanging on there. If you don't get nothing out of the Old, you'll never get nothing out of the New. But if you don't study the Old Testament, you'll never know what God's talking about in the New Testament. Suppose I didn't have nothing but Matthew to start with and I didn't know nothing about no beginning about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Where would I be today? I'd be in the dark. All right, I praise God for it. We'll take our Bible and go into the book of 1 John chapter number 4. I want us to stand and read some things today. I pray that God might have His way just be a few verses and then bring a, a message, a thought that the Lord uh, gave me. Amen. I got two, three, four notebooks here I'm looking at. And one of them, after I got my breakfast and come back to the house, I uh, sat down and jotted down some things God spoke to me about. And I said, hey, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So here we are. First John chapter 4, verse 1 said, Beloved, believe not every spirit. Amen. I wish I'd get people to believe that. That's right. Believe not ever spirit. Yeah. Somebody wave a Bible, holler glory. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, they're next to the Pope. Yeah. Oh, boy. Amen. May not tell you anything, um, but uh, they, they, they classify them high. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. In other words, put them on trial. Amen. Check them out. He says, whether they are of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Amen. That's one thing that false teachers and false preachers do, like, do not like to admit that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. But He is. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, now look at this, is not of God. Just because they're a Bible thumper don't mean nothing. Amen. They got to confess something. The whole key is on accepting the fact that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Amen. Then he goes on to say, And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children. I love that. He called them beloved in verse 1. He calls them little children in verse 4. And have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world. And the world heareth them. But they won't hear you. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit 
of error. You can be seated. I want to say to you for a pray. Listen, if you have somebody that denies Jesus Christ as God in the flesh, I will assure you this morning, they will not hear you when you tell them Christ is God in the flesh. And if today they hear you when you tell them that, they are of the same faith. We have to have the same common denominator to believe the same, and that is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, give us wisdom. I pray, God, you'd speak to our heart. I pray our minds might be brought close to you. I pray the power of God would get a hold of us in such a manner, Lord, that we'd lift and exalt and magnify the Son of God. Help us, Lord, to stay within the text and the realm of where you put us today. And may we today declare the truth of the nothing but the truth. Amen. May we shout in it, praise you in it. I pray, God, it'll be an application of our heart and we'll go out and walk in it. As we have talked about in the Sunday school, this morning that we'll hear it that we'll read it and then we will follow after it or believe it with all our heart and then we will be blessed we'll give you the glory touch hearts and lives in this service today in Jesus name we humbly pray amen and amen Amen. as I'm thinking about this riding up and down the road I see churches everywhere isn't it amazing we got so many churches in America on the sideboard they're everywhere I'll tell you they're everywhere but you can't find them filled up. Amen. I got stirred up this morning by listening to a fella. He is on the live, he is live on the radio. He was from Africa and he is a preacher. And I thought, Lord have mercy. I'm over there saying, get it, boy, get it, boy, get it, get it, get it, get it. I mean, I thought I was back in 1940. I wasn't that that old. But I thought I was in the 60s and the 70s when I was a preaching. Amen. When I got started, he is a wide open. He was he was putting it out. And he was a black man uh, from over in Africa. And amen. He is preaching better than any I hear around here most of the time. Brother, I was... I was I, I, he is on there for 30 minutes. And uh, it seemed like it's about 10. And it just went off and went gone. And I said, praise God. Amen. He was wide open. Amen. And he was talking about things, about praising God and giving God the glory. And I was getting into it. Amen. He stirred me up a little bit more. And then I got to thinking about riding up and down the road. Churches on every corner. I drive by one or two here and there. I look at that and I say, oh, I, I know over there God stir them up. That's a mausoleum. Amen. Dead dead folks go there. Now you say, preacher, don't you be smart etiquette like that. Well, if you've got a sick kid, and uh, you'll know where it's sick or not. Won't you? If it's sick, you're going to know about it. And if you've got a sick church around, you're going to know about that too. I, I had a funeral one time, one of the ladies in church, never seen it done, but they... Have mausoleums, that's where you got graves at the top of the ground, you know. And uh, I preached that funeral that day and went there. They're going to bury that woman in that mausoleum. And they had to open that up and they put that woman in a big old long mausoleum, put her in the end, and uh, then they pushed her and kept pushing her and kept pushing her. Got her over about halfway and sealed her up in there. And I thought to myself, now I don't, that seems like that puts you off into nowhere. But I'm not going to be alive. I guess it wouldn't make no difference. But I thought, hey, the Lord knows right where they are. Still come get them. I didn't have nothing to do with her salvation. I just don't. And found out she is scared of being buried in the ground. 
Then with dirt thrown in her face. And I thought, well, amen. You ain't going to be around to notice it. I ain't worrying about the grave. I'm thinking about where I'm going to spend eternity. So I, I just start putting that on. And I got to thinking. I said, some folks go to them self-serve churches. You know what self-serve is? That's self-serve ice cream like you have to, when you go down to Dairy Queen. They go to churches and they, they, they'll get sick if a preacher don't give them self-serve. Got to give them something, you know, lick on and just kind of, you know, that's what the people like. They're liking certain things. Uh, some of them look for the sweet parlors. Going to the church. You know what they want? They want something sweet. How many of y'all got kids that uh, they like something sweet? Well, I just I shouldn't say how many got how many of you adults like sweets. <laughs> Amen. All right, but you won't get too many sweets here. Somebody come here. Uh, they've been a lot of people come by this church, stopped in, visited a little while, and they said, "Boy, this church ought to be full." That's right. right. What you preach and what you, I said, how, how come it ain't full? They said, I said, uh, hang around a little while, you'll see. Sometimes it'll get under your feet. Sometimes I'll knock your foot off the coffee table. You understand what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people like they got to go to churches and I call them back patting preachers. Got to pat them on the back. Amen. Kind of remind me of these ladies goes down to the uh, what do they call that now? Uh, I used to call it something else. I can't remember what it is. I used to call it. My wife ain't around now, so I don't have to aggravate her with it. Uh, claw parlor. Go down them claw parlors. They'll do your fingernails and your toenails. Amen. Some people think if you're going to church to get everything like that. I'm not doing nails today. In Isaiah chapter 30, turn there please. Isaiah chapter 30, and I'm going to come back to my text because you need it. In Isaiah chapter number 30. And Isaiah chapter number 30, I want to throw this little verse with it. And it's verse number 10. And the Bible says here, in verse 10 of chapter 30 of the book of Isaiah, I still hear pages are rattling, so, all right, I'll read it. It said, which say to the seers. You know who the seers were? They were prophets, preachers. There's a one, they're the ones that told people what they had to do, not to do. Which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us, what's that? Right things. Now, preacher, preach to us, but don't preach to us right things. Well, what do you want? Is preaching the word of God right? That's mighty weak, but I do have a few. Speak unto us smooth things. Soft serve. Smooth things. Prophesy. Y'all not going to say it? Deceits. That's not receipts where you bought something. Deceits. Where you've been deceived. Preach to us things that's not right. Preach to us things that you... Uh, want us to hear, but don't preach things that are smooth and are right. 
In other words, just listen to anything we got, but just make sure it ain't of God. Now, what was our text? I'm going to go back and read it. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Do you believe every preacher that's preaching in the modern day pulpits across America and around the world, do you believe all of them are of God? I said, do you believe all of them are of God? Well, if I could get the other half of you to believe that. You say, I just don't like getting into this. No, you won't stand up. You've got to stand for the truth. There are some people around in our county, in our state, that, brother, I wouldn't walk 10 feet to hear them preach. And I'd go in the opposite direction when I was walking. Because I know they're not going to tell me nothing if I go there. I know they're not going to strengthen me and get me on the right road because they're not going to preach to me right things. They're going to preach to me smooth things and they're going to give me deceits. So I'm getting that. You know, come down to our church. We got the good news clubs and all that stuff and we already train. How many times have you seen churches? Now I'm going to tell you something. I hammer on this every once in a while. And I don't mind hammering on it because it's true. I hear it on the radio. I hear great preachers that I believe, believe I love God. They just mixed up. Amen. And I'm not saying everybody that's preaching these things are lost, and not a. And I'm not saying that they're uh, faults in everything. I believe some of them are just just got mixed up in it. I hear these preachers said, "Come to our church on Sunday morning and Sunday night." And then come to our Wednesday night service, and that's where we have our awanas, and you know what them awanas are, don't you? Little lizards. Huh? Oh, I got it misspelled, haven't I? Well, awana. It's, it's something that wannabe. Amen. I wanna, I wanna this, and I wanna that. And these preachers say, come to our children's church. And we'll have all that. I believe that the children are to say, that's what my daddy taught me. Not even the church, not even the preacher, but the preachers did do it. They come in most churches and they take the kids to a little place and they have their own little uh, sermons. And Are you trying to tell me your kids are not as smart as you are? i got news for you. Most of them are smarter than you. Matter of fact, they've learned more than you've ever learned. They know more about some things that they don't need to know, but they know more about some things that you don't know. And if you know what they did know, you'd be over here to try and get you a set of nerve pills this evening. I ain't lying to you. I won't talk about that in a minute. I'll save it for a moment. So we go to others and go to the entertainments churches. You know, I got to look at that. Broke that word down. I wrote that word E T E R T A I N M E N T. Do you notice what what it's what it starts off with E T E R? 
Do you know Jesus gives eternal life? And they get that entertainment off of eternal life trying to tell you we'll sub that. you got people going to churches and they're doing all kinds of entertaining each other. Amen. Well, well, well. We, we got them like the restaurants. They used to have it real often. They'd say it. Come to Burger King. Have it your way. That's what people want when they go to church. They want to have it their way. Your way will take you to hell. I like McDonald's, but McDonald's is, there's a lot of people's uh, Mackie D Christians. Amen. What's that mean? Amen. It's fast food. Fast food, but it ain't so fast now since COVID, son. You have to wait a long time in line. Say amen. So they want to go to church for fast food. Just throw a little old nugget out here, preacher, say amen, and we're gone. Another preacher gets up in the pulpit and he says, All right, everybody, come as you are. Don't worry about how you look when you get here. And you know what happens? You watch them go to them churches and they'll go as they came. Nothing changed. They'll get in the pulpit and say, You know, there's no absolutes anymore. There's nothing right, nothing wrong. Everything's a, a you know a cool gray, and uh, you can't say this is right. I can't say that's right. Hey, I'm preaching what the Bible says, Amen. and it's right. Amen. Amen. I see all that. And then, well, preacher, you just got to be. You're just a little too stiff on something. You got to be careful. You know, God loves us all. Oh, you little darling. <laughs> Amen. He loves you in your sin, does He? He loves you in your old bad habits. He loves you wherever you go. Oh, God is a, God is a loving God. I wish we could find some preachers that get up and preach that God is a God of judgment. Amen. He judges me all the time. He plugs me uh, every time I turn around. He's plugging me with the Word of God. Oh yeah, you probably of that same crowd that believes in Father God and Mother Earth. Yeah. You hugging trees all day, petting your dogs and cats, and put the, they probably got to cherish your table. Amen. Saw a woman sitting over there the other day. They got her a hamburger and she was sitting there, had a little dog, and she'd get a bite and then she'd give it a bite. Amen. I didn't see her wash her hands between it. Mm-hmm. Amen. A few minutes she got the hamburger. Uh, she must have got all she wanted and she stuck it in the mouth of the dog and it'd eat bite. And I found out he wasn't through because she wasn't through because she got it and got her a bite. And I'm saying right now, you've got to be an animal lover. Matter of fact, you got churches, uh, they, they, uh, they don't eat meat. Amen. Don't want it unless it's bugs and stuff of that nature. Save it, I'll eat it. Amen. Amen. See that. Well, I want to tell you something. Why is our churches in America 
And why are they weak? And why is our nation weak? Why is it sick? And why today is America on a ventilator? Spiritually speaking. Just stop thinking about this a minute. God give me these little thoughts after I done had my showers going to come to church. I'll preach the message in a minute. Amen. Uh, the, our country and many of our churches are grasping for breath this morning. The, we look at these things and actually the doctor's done said, I've done all I can do. I just can't do no more. America, as you know, is gone. Now, there's a lot of people arguing me. Some of you here don't believe me, but you'll never see America like you knew it. And I'll tell you why. We have lost the youth. I hear people talk about, you've got to do something for the youth. You got Listen, that's the theology that got us exactly where we are today. You know what I got when I was in youth? It seems like there's been so many, many, many millenniums ago. But it was just the other day. Amen. Seemed like on the other hand. Amen. We never went to church and got separated from the family. My daddy kept us up toward the front. Never let us sit back, especially by ourselves. I was a teenager in high school and we sit with mama and daddy. Amen. There ain't nothing in the world wrong with that. And uh, I raised mine, and uh, I didn't have a little extra activity outside of that, and I made my youngins go to church whether they wanted to go or not. I made them go till they didn't go. I'm going to tell you, it's too old, you know, to stay at the home and they got out. I wouldn't let let them miss one service. You know why? God had given me three children, And it was my responsibility to make sure that they did not do one thing, and that is go to hell. And what I thought would be best for them is to keep them in the house of God. It worked for me. Now, they'll let them stay at home if they want to. As long as they get up old enough to stay by themselves. Did you know a child in your house under your roof ain't old enough to stay at the house by themselves if they're 21. And if they get to 22 and they get to 33 and they have to stay at home, you tell them to go find yourself a place to stay. Amen. Uh, me and your mama's had enough and it's time for you to make it on your own if you're going to live on your own. But as long as you're under my roof, you're, you're going to live by my rules. I hear parents talk about, boy, if that was mine, if that was mine, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd wire him out. I'd do this. I'd do that. They wouldn't. They're not doing it now. And they're 25. I think y'all going to get food, ain't you? Good. I just want everybody to know you wasn't walking out on me. What 
We let them do anything, everything, go anywhere. Yeah, you're right. We give them a cell phone, stuck it up in their nose. Yeah. Amen. Amen. First of all, we give them. We didn't give them just a cell phone. We put a television in the room and a, a phone on there, and there they were. We let them get their little idols that they can get down at Walmart and stand them up in the room, get the records and the things that are coming out from the world. Let them know they could tell you when you was a teenager. I couldn't because my we didn't have a phone in our house until I was grown. Daddy did bring an old television in one time. I was way up in high school when we got a television. That was bad. Are you with me this morning? I'm telling you why America's so weak and so sick and so cold and she's just about dead drawing her last breath. And it ain't going to be long she'll take her last breath. And things are changing. You know who they hate the worst in America today? People who love God and love the Bible and they call us Bible thumpers. The church... The church is despised. Amen. They don't like any Christian stands for the truth. That's where we are. We've seen that over and over and over. We've let the kids do that. See, we ruined them. Yeah, you're right. Amen. You go down some of these places. I mean, I went this morning, got me a little sandwich for breakfast. I had to wait and wait. And wait. You know who was running the show? The managers, because all the rest of them didn't come in. That's right. Amen. I'd have had a job at, I don't care where it was, as long as it was godly. My daddy had made sure I got there yeah. early enough to punch in on time right. and stay right. till it was over. Amen. Amen. Parents don't do that no more. No. No. We well, don't like it, just quit. Then they go to another job and they'll do the same thing there. Another job and do the same thing there. I mean, I'll tell you this. I know some kids and uh, I got one about every year. She's better at it now, but I got one. I think she has to roll her uh, W-2 forms in a wheelbarrow to see the tax pen. That's not good. You find people is changing jobs ever month or two, every week or two, or every three months or two, I wouldn't hire them in anything I had. I just might as well do it. I'll be doing it myself anyhow. Understand, we raise them not to work, not to have any desire, especially we don't tell them about God. I see it. see it all the time. All right, I appreciate it. Now let's go back to something. Let's go back to 1 John, chapter number 5. And let's, uh, chapter number 4, excuse me. And I think it's what it is. Chapter 4, yes. And let's read. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into the world. We're living in a time today that most people in the churches can't tell you where to go to church at because they don't know what kind of church to find. They don't know where the preacher's real or not. Now there's no excuse for that if you're saved. 
If you're not saved, you can't figure it out anyhow. You don't have the Spirit of God to do it. But how can you tell? Do you believe this morning that you can tell a good man from a bad man in society? If a man's getting up and going on the job and working every day, coming home, paying his bills, he stays sober, he don't cheat on his wife, he, he, he pays his bills, he does everything he's supposed to, I'd say that's a pretty good man in the average sight. I don't have anything to do with whether he's saved or lost. But it does say he's a good man. If you have a man today that go to church, you hear him preach, and he, you don't, can't figure out what he said when he gets through, he don't, you know, he kind of pats you on the back, squirts a little rose water, tells you how great a person you are, and I'll just won't say anything about the sins that you're doing. He's a pretty good fella in the eyes of most spiritual leaders. But he's still not of God. But if you have a man or a preacher come into town and he's, he's shelling corn. That's what I call it. That's what John the Baptist did. He shelled corn. Oh, you generation of vipers, you low down bunch of snakes. Got, it, got their attention. Jesus even come by and preach that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't go to him. Oh, I wouldn't go to him. Most people that won't go to some of these churches that preaching hard and strong is because their heart's not right. Amen. If the man of God is opening the Word of God, and he says, Here, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And he goes to them churches, I'll guarantee you, he'll be able to pick out some of them. Go to John chapter 3. Why don't you look at some of this? We'll go down through this for just a short time. We've got to wait on the, on the food to get back in here. It said in chapter number 3 and verse number 2 of the book of John. John's Gospel. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi. Now let's see who he's talking about. John 3, 1. There was a man of the Pharisees. You know what a Pharisee is? He's a religious but lost man. He knows he can dot the eyes of what Matthew says. Of course, he didn't have Matthew then. He can dot the eyes of Isaiah 13. He can dot the eyes of uh, Exodus 5 and all that. But he don't know God. He's heard about God. He's read about God. He has listened to what God has said through his relatives and people around him in the country. But he don't know, have no personal relationship with the Son of God. So he picks up his book and he walks down the road, or at least not the book, but the little scriptures he had put in his garments and he is reading them. And so he, he don't know what's going on. So he's a Pharisee. He's a religious Jew is what he is. He knows a lot about the law. But he didn't know the lawgiver. And so it reads on here, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler 
of the Jews. So he wasn't an ignoramus either. And then if you read in, uh, let's see what verse we want to go to. Verse number uh, 10. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Nicodemus, as smart as you are, you can't tell what's going on. You don't understand what I'm telling you. Because he said, if you want to be born again, uh, you got to have that. You've got to be born again to enter in the kingdom of heaven. He said, Amen. looked at that and he says, how can a man be born? Can he enter his mother's womb the second time and be born again? Jesus said, no. If you do that, you'll still be born of the flesh. And what's born of the flesh is flesh. What's born of the Spirit is spirit. You've got to have a spiritual birth. Nicodemus couldn't understand that. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But he was going along with the crowd. We'll find that he was a part of the Sanhedrin. Uh, He was a ruler of the Jews, a spiritual leader, and he was a master of Israel. It's a pretty well uptown person. He wasn't an ignoramus. He was somebody that didn't know. He was a smart cookie. But he didn't know what it meant to get saved. And the Lord showed him that in the Word of God. So I'm telling you, you can get fooled. Then I go to another place in chapter 4. Remember chapter 4 is where the woman come and sat down at the well. In chapter 4 verse 42, and this I'm talking about believe not. You look them words up when you get home. And said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. This woman knew. You've got to believe Jesus Christ. In chapter 5 and verse 38, he says, And ye have not this his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent, him ye will believe. I mean, ye, ye believe not, excuse me. And then he said, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think that you have eternal life, and there are they which testify of me. Yeah. And then in chapter 5 and verse 47, uh, I, mean, I think that's the same one I was reading. No, 47, it says this, But if ye believe not his writings... How shall ye believe my words? If you don't believe the writings of God, the Word of God, how are you going to believe my words? Because they are His words. These are the written words. And when He speaks, it's no different. So it goes all the way through. Look up that little phrase, believeth not. There's a lot of people that believeth not. The key this morning is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I'll give you a scripture this morning. It's stayed with me for years. This is the first scriptures. One of the, I guess it's the second ones that I took on to memorize. The first scriptures I memorized was, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Amen. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will, not might, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Working at the little Clarksville Mill down here where they got the little junk stores now. I would go in, had to be on, had to punch a clock at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'd try to make sure I was in the parking lot at 7.30. I'd sit there in my car. And I started memorizing the Gospel of John. And I got over to where I could say every word on it through the third chapter and fixing to start in the fourth. But memorizing Scripture, if you go read a whole lot of it, you got to do it every day. And every day you start back over the first and come all the way through it. And each day, each day you'll add to it. It takes a while. So I got into it and reading it and I'd sit there in that car. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. Now listen, this is on the message. And the Word was what? Was God. That's right. And, and I could go all the way down through it and teach all that. I'll read it. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Amen. All things were made by Him. That means He's the Creator. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. If you ain't got Him, you're dead. Hey, I just found out what's wrong with most church folks. Amen. You ain't alive, you're dead, right? Uh, somebody said, Preacher, I ain't, I ain't dead yet, but I'm just half dead. Well, now, you are discouraged. Because when you're half dead, that means you're just half alive. What you ought to be saying, Lord, I'm half alive. Get the rest of me going. Amen. Cup's half empty? No, it's half full. God's going to help us with it. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no excuse for people not to know who is a hireling. A hireling won't tell you the truth. He'll beat around the bush. He'll just tell you what you want to know. And he'll love you. I mean, not he won't love you, excuse me. But a real preacher will love you. That's why he preaches hard. Somebody said, no, preacher, you sit over there all day long trying to figure out what, we, what you can preach is going to stir somebody else up. I'm going to tell you something. You got that backwards. If I was trying to make a name from this pulpit right here, I certainly wouldn't preach what I'm preaching now. I'd preach what you want to hear. How many of you, have, have I come to any of you this week, last week, week before that, week before that, last year, two or three years back? How, how long has it been since I've been to your house and said, what do you want to hear? Amen. Amen. If I ever do, somehow get you a stick. That's about the time you need to put a stick on me. The rest of you won't put a stick on me without that. When I get where I won't tell you the truth, You need to talk to me. Yeah. Amen. He said, well, 
I tell you what, right now, you take off because I'm preaching good and hard and strong. You go down the road, I hope that preacher down there gets saved before you get there. You know why people change the churches all the time? Because they can't find what they want. And when they do find it, they find out that ain't really what I want. Amen. Amen. But I remember when the, Brother Bill, I remember this, and I guarantee you when your daddy was back preaching this way too, they get mad and leave the church and they go down the road and they say, I just don't like why he's preaching. So go down and sit down another, and that preacher, he is doing all right pretty good, but all of a sudden he cut loose. He started wrapping a, a haywire all around you, bundling you up, and you got up and went off down the road to somewhere else. But if a preacher preached down the road just like they do it the last thing you just left, and the last thing you just left, I guarantee you'll find and say, hey, they all preach like this. And that's characteristic. But they don't all preach like that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank God for His goodness. Heads bowed. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I pray the Lord might help us. Come to piano and organ. I pray that God might give us that. Brother Bobby, can you find an invitation or some a song right there? Or Bill, either one, I don't care. It don't matter. But you just come up here and let's have a song. I look at what I'm seeing in America. It's, hurt, it's hurting me. Listen, I cry over our nation. He said, Preacher, I, I, I don't cry over them. I don't know why. I raised my kids in this, this country. I don't want to see them go down. I don't want to have... You said, Preacher, I'm an old man. I am. You, you ain't going to have to spend much more time. Amen. Thank God for that. But I can't... I just can't stand to think about my grandkids... And my great-grandkids having to live in a nation tonight or today that's forsaken God, don't want God, probably won't hear about God. And if they don't hear about Him, amen, I may die before I get the chance to tell them. They don't understand what I'm doing. But I pray God will help them. keep playing there for just a minute? Amen. All right, let's stand. What's the number? 489. Four, four eight in the red book. All right. Amen. If you're here today and God spoke to your heart, why don't you let God do the work in your heart? You got a bad attitude about the preaching of the Word of God? Let's get something settled. But thy, thy blood was shed for me, and thou, thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, thy blood.
Oh yes. Amen.